Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. We're all about your home, your kitchens, your baths, tile, appliances, and more. You name it, and we chat about it. Well, today is June 16th, and as I've said many, many times, I catalog everything by date. It's so much easier to find. And today is 116 degrees, and so we're sitting here in a very dry heat trying to enjoy it. Hey, our special guest today is Jake Bledsoe, and he is the district sales manager for Arizona. Welcome, Jake. Hi, Nancy. How you doing? I'm doing great. And how's the heat doing for you? Uh, it's It's been okay so far. It's my first summer here, and uh, I'm uh, slowly rolling into the summer, so it'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. You'll never get used to it, but you will put up with it because our winters are gorgeous. Well, let's start out with telling people about Thermador for those who aren't um, really attuned to different appliances. So what does Thermador have that sets them apart, actually? Um, who were they part of? And tell me a little bit about their background. Well, first, uh, so I'm the district sales manager for Thermador. I've been with the company since uh, 2013, so I've been doing this for a little while now. Um Thermador is a part of BSH Home Appliances, which is one of the largest uh, appliance manufacturers in the world. Uh, Thermador specializes in cooking appliances, such as ovens, ranges, cooktops, refrigerators, dishwashers. Um, some little known facts about Thermador is that we were founded in 1916, so we're well over 100 years old now. Uh, we invented the first wall oven, cooktop. Uh, we, in 1948, we introduced the fir first pro range for residential use. Um, yeah, and then uh, the first home version uh, warming drawer in 1952, and uh, we were actually one of the first brands to come out with uh, stainless steel appliances. Stainless steel, that um, brings me to that question. How popular is stainless steel today, especially since it was, when was it introduced? Years and years ago. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been here since the very beginning, and it is... Uh, it's still timeless to this day. I, I don't think um, there are some people who uh, who think or uh, other brands who are really going for like these wild colors or for uh, different stuff, uh, different kinds of patterns and that kind of stuff. But stainless steel is always going to be around just because it's the um, it will fit with any kitchen design. Um, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, if people like the industrial look, the pro look, don't even think about getting anything but stainless steel. That just screams stainless steel, industrial look, and a lot of people like that. Uh, if you're interested in getting an orange refrigerator or a red oven, just remember you're spending a lot of money for an appliance, and it's going to be trendy, you might in 10 years, and believe me, they will last 10 years, you might say, I'm really sick of the red. So stainless steel goes with everything, I've got to say. Either stainless steel or panel appliances. And by that, I mean a refrigerator that's got the same front as your cabinets, so you almost integrate it into your uh, cabinet line. But yes, I agree with you. And you did and, a, and a lot of times the process for uh, adding like a color on it's it's metal and it's a uh, it's either a wrap or a paint that's over it and that's oftentimes not as durable as just the base stainless steel itself so um, it'll show scratches easier it'll be more difficult to clean um, a lot of people think that stainless steel is really hard to clean but it's actually 
fairly easy. And when you do take care of it, um, it lasts a long time and it looks beautiful for a long time. Yeah. Now, I don't want to spend too much time on the stainless steel, but we've heard of the black stainless steel, the textured stainless steel, and those are not as popular as people thought they were going to be or the manufacturers thought. So they've tried all sorts of things, but the old stainless steel is still here and it'll be here forever. Now, I don't know if you mentioned this, but we do have notes and it says that Thermador um, came out with the first self-cleaning oven in 1963. Yeah, right. So here's a side note. My parents had that. Um, in, uh, I guess they got it about 1967, but they had a Thermador self-cleaning. And that was back on the East Coast. And really, nobody that we knew had one, but we did. So I guess we were um, putting our toe in the water for uh, luxury yeah, appliances. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and, you know, and that kind of speaks to the character of Thermador. Thermador, we're trying to always come up with... Uh, we're trying to innovate, but we're trying to come up with things that people will actually use. So you can tell by some of the other products that we've launched and including the self-cleaning oven that um, all those features are still are basically standard features in the market right now. Yeah. So um, we, we are a thermidor tends to be at the forefront of innovation when it comes to appliances. Mm -hmm. Well, look at that warming drawer, 1952. I Today, a lot of people ask me, well, what do I do with a warming drawer? And look at how long it's been on the market. Amazing. So mm -hmm. if you guys out there don't know what a warming drawer is, it's great for keeping your food warm. And if you put it in a microwave, it actually sucks out the moisture. But if you use a warming drawer, it's going to keep it moist. Also, you can proof dough in it if you're a um, baker. So, uh, I think if you, if you have a family that is... Uh in and out of the house a lot. Maybe it's difficult for everyone to come together for a meal at the end of the day. Um, uh, then I think a warming drawer is essential because it uh, allows you to cook a meal for whoever's there at the time. And then maybe when the kid comes home from swimming practice or something like that, you can just pull it out of the warming drawer and it's just as if you had just finished cooking it. So Yes, and there are people who have multi-warming uh, drawers. Also, it's good for holidays. You know, sometimes you're cooking oh, yeah, so definitely. much and you just don't get your timing right. It'll keep your biscuits warm while you're making your gravy for your turkey. But um, we don't get in. Let's not get into uh, carried away because we can talk all day about that. I want to know, first of all, Thermidor is, uh, and I'm excited to say that you sponsor these podcasts and you're one of my two sponsors. So this whole podcast is actually a commercial. So enjoy it. We're going to talk about new and exciting things that Thermidor has come out with. And where do we start, Jake? Um, the first thing I wanted to start with was the uh, Star Dry uh, drying system and the new Thermidor dishwashers. Okay. Tell me all about it. So uh, for the longest time in luxury dishwashers, the number one thing that you were going to be looking at a dishwasher was going to be quiet. Now, um, most dishwashers in the luxury segment are pretty quiet. Thermometer has some of the quietest. We go as low as 42 decibels. Um, and, uh, but it's kind of forced uh, companies to try and find other ways to kind of say that they're a little bit better than everyone else. And so uh, what we found as being like the next most important thing or the uh, biggest pain point for customers was drying. Um, 
so we created this system called the star drive system and it it utilizes this uh porous uh mineral actually and this is going to sound like magic we when we tell salespeople about this or we tell customers about this um we're always like uh we, we tend to call it the magic rock but it isn't magic it's just science and uh when water goes across this uh mineral it likes to stick to the rock and then it causes the mineral to heat up so uh we basically at the bottom of our dishwasher underneath uh the dishes there is a tub um, that's enclosed you can't see it and it uh, we push wet air through there and it dries out the air and then it also heats it up and so uh, it ends up creating an environment much like the Arizona desert much like we're feeling right now uh, a very dry hot air and that helps get all of your dishes including plastics is the key thing including plastics about 99% dry. That was my big question. Um, I will take stuff out of my dishwasher, invariably I will take a plastic um, uh, container out of the dishwasher and I end up with water all over the floor. No matter how I load that dishwasher, those plastic containers are just, um, they've got all those little ridges and all those little um, things mm -hmm. at the, on the top and they just hold a lot of water. Is there a special way that you have to load plastic in a dishwasher or is it going to dry no matter where the water is hanging out? So um, you obviously don't want to have plastics uh, with the cup up, basically. So well, you, it becomes like a bowl for the water to gather in. Yeah, no, that's obvious. You always, yeah, you always want, uh, you would think it's obvious. <laughs> you always want to, uh, you always want to have plastics uh not completely face down in the thing, but um, hopefully at an angle that allows water to run off of it. But um, if as long as you have plastics uh, either at an angle or even face down in this system, you should get dry. Uh, you should be getting dry plastic with this. And the, what's nice about this, too, is it's not a uh, element down at the bottom of the dishwasher that's actually baking your dishes and your plastics dry. It's uh, it's just using a soft, dry heat that uh, quickly dries it because the air is so dry. Oh. Um, most uh, most uh, drying systems um, that say they can dry plastics are a heating element down at the bottom. And another thing they don't tell you about that stuff is that that will typically add around 45 minutes to the end of the cycle, whereas the star dry system only adds about 10 to 15 minutes to the end of the cycle. So, so not only is it getting your dishes drier, it's getting the load done quicker. Hmm. So what's the typical length of, um, of a cycle? You know, uh, Back, uh, back when we introduced Thermador dishwashers, we probably had some of the longest uh, cycles in the market because the um, uh, because we were a lot more efficient than our competitors in terms of how much water and electricity we were using. But um, since uh, other competitors have had to catch up to the efficiency because of uh, Energy Star requirements from the federal and state governments, um, we've actually seen uh, our cycle time start to go down as we become more efficient and all of our competitors actually increase and in, in most cases actually exceeding the amount of time that we have. So an average cycle time now in the industry is probably around two and a half hours at this point. Um, that's for like an auto cycle, but 
many dishwashers, including the Thermidor, have a speed cycle. And in the Sapphire Thermidor dishwasher, we actually have a quick cycle, a 30-minute cycle. And that would be perfect for freshly eaten off food uh, plates. So if you just finished dinner, you're loading the dishwasher, you can run a 30-minute cycle, and they will be very, very clean. Wow, I'll take 30 minutes over two and a half hours. Do we yeah, most just, people would. Yeah. Do you want to touch on how not to clean your dishes before you put them in the dishwasher and why? You know, um, we so we we always say, like the manufacturer, the factory, we always want you to never uh, wash your dishes prior to putting them in the dishwasher. For us, it's... Um, it's a couple different things. Number one, it's uh, you're using a lot of extra water to wash dishes when the dishwasher will wash it just fine. Um, and in addition to that, uh, you're, it's actually more difficult for the dishwasher to clean it, and it'll run longer because it can't sense. Um, it's, it'll sense that the dishes are still dirty, but it, it doesn't, um, the sensors don't work so well when there isn't like a normal amount of debris on the, on the plate. So I know people who just, uh, do a quick rinse. I know people who do a full wash before they even put them in the dishwasher. They just to sanitize them in the dishwasher. Um, none of that is necessary. Um, as long as you have good detergent and you have hot water running to the appliance, um, you, or running to the dishwasher, you are going to get very clean dishes. Mm, what do you recommend, that, or what does Thermador recommend for uh, detergent? We recommend the finish uh, tabs. So mm -hmm. it's these, uh, everybody knows, everybody's, I think, seen these tabs. They're like little squares with a preset amount of detergent in that. Mm -hmm. um, the reason why we recommend those is because the, um, if you put too much detergent in your dishwasher, uh, you can end up uh, etching the glasses because it is, uh, you're not, there probably isn't enough food on the plates to like uh, neutralize that detergent. So it starts grabbing onto your glasses and etching them. So um, we always recommend using the tabs because for most people, because it, um, it prevents that from happening because it's a preset amount always. Um, I've always used the tabs in every dishwasher I've ever owned, and it uh, has always gotten perfectly clean dishes. Um, a situation where you might want to use like just a regular powder detergent would be maybe Thanksgiving dinner. Maybe you need a lot, a little bit more detergent, or you're doing some pots and pans that are a little bit dirtier than most uh, other dishes that you put in there. But the one thing I would never recommend using is liquid detergent. Well, good to know. Oh, liquid detergent. Do they have? I don't even know that they had that. You can actually put liquid detergent in your dishwasher. They have liquid. Uh, they have liquid dishwasher detergent. Yeah, and wow. we you should never use it. It's not strong enough. So um, yeah, so it's not strong so, enough. So now, so now we've told the people what they should use. Hey, let's go to your now. next uh, interesting appliance. I you're I'm looking at your notes, and I didn't even know that you had a freestanding six burner with a steam oven and an induction griddle. Now, that's something I haven't really seen. So explain that to me. So this is in our pro grand line of appliances. So it's a, uh, it's a bigger overall oven. Uh, you'll have a 36-inch, it's a 48-inch range, so you'll have a 36-inch oven on the right side. And then on the left side, um, 
we gave you a steam oven, um, a steam oven and a warming drawer. Actually, we uh, I love this range just because it's a little bit of everything. So uh, it, you get a full size 36 inch oven for those gigantic turkeys you want to do around Thanksgiving. You get a steam oven for uh, not only just cooking veggies or steaming veggies and that kind of stuff but it's a full oven by itself so you can do convection cooking you could bake cookies in there in convection mode um, um, but you also with that steam oven get the ability to do uh, steam and convection cooking um, which uh, any every restaurant in the world every good restaurant in the world uses a steam convection oven in some capacity it rejuvenates foods it uh, cooks a really good steak. If you've ever done that, you just put it in the steam oven, you get a really moist steak, then sear it afterwards. Um, and then you also get a warming drawer in that uh, range as well. So it's a little bit of everything. It's the it's the ultimate, ultimate range for whatever you need. Mm. So going back to that 36-inch oven, is that convection as well? Yep, that is convection as well. So, and uh, we, we utilize... Uh, in our convection ovens, all of them, we use uh, utilize one fan to reduce complexity. Um, we find that we get a more durable, longer-lasting appliance with one fan, and it doesn't it doesn't have an overall effect on the uh, convection. We basically use some um, molding in the back for the metal to help uh, move uh, move the air around more efficiently, and we tend to get the same result as two fans but uh, without the complexity of uh, having two fans. And for those people who say, what the heck is convection? Do you want to explain real quick how to use convection and what the advantage is? Sure. So uh, convection is a... uh, Basically, when you're looking for a convection oven, you're looking for a fan in the back of the oven. So all it does is it circulates the air. Um, there's basic convection, which is just a fan in the back, or you can get what uh, we call true convection in all of the Thermador ovens and ranges. And that's where you actually have an element behind the fan that's helping circulate really hot air. So it helps maintain the, uh, like a 350 or a 450, whatever temperature you have, it helps maintain that temperature and it moves the air around the entire cavity rather than it just sitting in hot air. Um, what that means is you, like I said, have a more consistent temperature. Um, you tend to cook things faster uh, without overcooking them. And it, uh, when you're using convection, you should typically want you would typically want to lower the temperature about 25 degrees, and then do about three quarters of the cooking time. Hmm. Uh, so that also cooks more evenly than a regular thermal oven. That's correct because. In a thermal oven, when you uh, at the factory, when you measure temperatures around the oven, you're going to have a lot of variance uh, the further away you get from the elements down to the bottom. It'll be really hot at the bottom, but it might be not as hot up at the top. So with a convection fan, even though you have, or a true convection fan in Thermador, you have the elements at the bottom still, but you also have that fan in the back, and it's circulating the air, air everywhere, so you get a lot more even temperature. Okay. Well, okay, this is a cooking note because I know people who have convection and they didn't realize that they should not use a high pan, in other words, a two-inch deep pan, and then their food is below the rim of the uh, pan. And you want to explain why that doesn't work in convection? Uh, Because you're blocking the air. So it's 
convection works because it can get the air all around the food that you're doing, uh, that you're baking or uh, roasting. And if you have high pans and the food is blocked, you're not going to get as good of an air circulation. So we always recommend low rimmed pans for yeah. something like that. You know, the that. best thing is a cookie sheet with a little edge on it. And you can mm -hmm. use you can use that for most things. And while mm -hmm. I'm talking about cookie sheets, you can also bake cookies in several racks at the same time. So you can save time when you're baking cookies, especially at the holiday when you have to do six dozen cookies. Um, it will actually help you, and you'll have more fun baking, right? Yep, that's right. Okay, let's go to the top of that unit. Uh, you actually have an induction griddle. Now, I have never heard of that. That's right. So we're, um, there are induction ranges out there, but we found that most of our customers were looking for a combination. So they, they loved the idea of induction. They loved how, um, and for those who don't know about induction, um, induction is a, uh, if you looked at it, it would look like an electric cooktop, but it's uh, way, way better than electric cooktop. So it's Got a, it changes heat much quicker. It actually can change heat faster than gas so or change the pan. So you can go from a really uh, roll and boil all the way down to a simmer and nothing. And uh, it also can, when you use like a power uh, mode on the induction, you can actually get uh, a, like a small pot of water boiling in under 30 seconds. So um, some pretty amazing stuff with induction. And... Um, I definitely recommend if you have a if you're going to go for a cooktop in your kitchen to do an induction cooktop. I just think they're so much easier to clean. Uh, they're safer than electric or gas, and they uh, you get um, just as much uh, good cooking with uh, induction as you would in a gas. Right. But on this 48 inch range, we actually give you uh, six gas burners and then an induction griddle. So it's a rectangular uh, induction element that you can have at least two pots on at the same time, but you can also do a, uh, like a big griddle on it. And then you get the uh, magic of induction cooking on a big griddle. So you can do pancakes on the griddle or you can use it to uh, cook on it actually with a pan. And don't forget, you have to have a magnetic pot. So, well, a lot of people, and when I do a lot of uh, kitchen recent, well, within the last, say, six years, I think just about all of them, if they don't go gas, they go induction. There's more control mm -hmm. than gas. It's cleaner. And the idea that, oh, my God, I can't use my pots and pans. Well, you know, maybe it's time to get new pots and pans. Just make sure that you can <laughs> take a magnet and stick it to the side of the pot. And if it holds the, if the magnet uh, adheres to the pot, well, then you can use it. Otherwise, give it to your kids or, or donate it. Time for you new can also get a really nice set of pans now for uh, for mm -hmm. or magnetic pans for not a lot of money. Um, yeah, true. You there's there's good deals for for pans all over the place, but um, but I like what you said. I sometimes it's just, it's just time for a new set of pots and pans, and I know I'm always a sucker for new kitchen tools. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, good. Okay, well that 48 inches right to left. I mean, I think you get everything in that space rather than going where am i going to put my warming drawer and i really want a steam oven um but one question so you've got six is it a six burner gas range you've got mm -hmm. the electric going to the induction and your two ovens and your warming drawer is run by electric so it's not a total gas or total electric it's a dual combination there right 
Yep, we in the uh, we call that dual fuel. Right. So uh, and comes in stainless steel, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, what else does a Thermador have? What are they launching that we should know about? So this last year, we launched a new uh, single and double oven uh, style. It's in our masterpiece style, so it's uh, a little bit more modern looking. The door is uh, is all glass, and then it has a uh, big pro handle on it. So it's got that uh, industrial style look, if you like it, but it's also very elegant still because of the glass. And then it also has stainless up on the controls. I think it's a uh, I think it's a really beautiful oven. Um, we've uh, taken out some of the features uh, that we have in our main line in order to get a uh, little bit better price for the single and the double oven so that people who are maybe stepping up from like a, uh, uh, maybe it's their first kitchen remodel or they're going to be building a, uh, a vacation home and they don't want to spend a ton of money on appliances, but they want to still have the best. Uh, they can do the single or a double oven and um, get the uh, starburner on the cooking appliances and uh, have a really nice looking package. Mm. Well, I hate to um, pop your bubble, but I very rarely now use double ovens. Uh, we're doing a lot of single oven with a steam oven above it. Um, so unless you have eight kids and you do a lot of cooking, you can get a steam oven, correct? It's a smaller cavity, heats up mm-hmm. fast. You can use the steam, you can use the convection, and then it fits very nicely above a single oven if you have the wall space to do that. Real quickly, uh, we actually have, uh, Thermidor makes the largest steam oven on the market. Um, our steam oven or wall steam oven is uh, almost as big as a regular 30 inch oven um, what you'll find if you're researching steam ovens is a lot of them have smaller cavities in order to make the steam more efficient but we uh, found a way around that and we have one of the largest steam cavities in the market and we also make a steam double oven so it's a double oven so you'll have but you'll have steam the steam the big steam oven on the top and then you'll have a regular oven on the bottom right and once people start using steam, they love it and they use it most of the time. Well, what else do you have? I mean, you're not just going to launch one new item. Come on, give us the, the skinny on all your stuff. Um, the la- the last big launch that we had this year was a uh, freestanding refrigerator, French door refrigerator for Thermador. It's uh, it's a 72 inch cutout, so and it has a dual compressor, dual evaporator, and it's uh, has this beautiful light wall in the back to help really light up the interior, and um, it's a it, this would be a great addition to like we were talking about before to like a a condo or if you're going to be doing a step up kitchen um, where you just want you want uh, the best cooking out there, but you, uh, can't, uh, you don't want to pay for like the big built-in product. Um, this is a great piece for you. So you said the lights in the back and I know everybody's switching to LEDs. That makes your food look better, by the way, (laughs) makes your whole refrigerator look better when they use LEDs. I know you have that. Um, you know what? We've talked about the new appliances and what's exciting and the background, but we're experiencing some problems with getting appliances delivered. And I know you wanted to talk about that. Um, we don't see it getting any better, do we? Or do we? <laughs> so uh, I so 
COVID, so COVID-19, the pandemic is uh, mostly over at this point. Um, In Arizona, it seems like it never happened. And um, okay. (laughs) What's that? I'm I'm crossing my fingers because, you know, you hear people go, oh, wait till you see the third wave or whatever. We're hoping that it's over. I don't want to. That's right. I don't want to correct you, but we are hoping. We are hoping to eventually get back to whatever normal was. That's right. Okay. The, um, I guess I say that because uh, what I hear from uh, what I hear from customers a lot is, "Hey, that's all. That's that's past. That's in the past. You should be able to get appliances here like nothing." But just like um, just like 2008, just like uh, 1999 or uh, 2000, actually, there. Uh, Whenever there's a big disruption to the economy, it takes years and sometimes years and years in the case of 2008 to recover from that. And so I'm not anticipating seeing a uh, back to normal or back to before COVID for at least the appliance industry for at least maybe another two to three years. And um, that's not just applying to, uh, you know, Thermador, uh, that's applying to every manufacturer just because... um, the uh, the supply, the logistics, all that stuff has been just so disrupted by uh, the last year and a half. Yeah, you're hitting us with reality. And there are people who don't understand until I explain it. Somebody explained to me that you might have all the parts and pieces for a refrigerator except for one item, one wire, one component. And that holds up everything, right? That's right, yeah. My favorite story to tell right now is in the case of uh, – not uh, in the case of some dishwashers, it's a wire on a wire harness that's preventing it. So it's not just, uh, and we make a lot of our parts, but in, in some cases we can't do it. So um, we have a, a supplier make a wire harness, for example, and they have a supplier that can't, can't provide the raw materials or can't provide a part. And so they end up on, they say they can produce a thousand, they end up producing 500. So we get, we, we thought we were going to produce a thousand, but we ended up only being able to produce 500. So it causes, um, all sorts of disruptions. It makes it very difficult to forecast. Uh, in a normal year, we might be forecasting out a demand for a year or sometimes multiple years. But, uh, right now it literally, we can't forecast more than a week because it literally, uh, changes every single day. So typically, before the pandemic hit, did you, typically did all of the appliance manufacturers have uh, stock or backup? I mean, you didn't work on a refrigerator that had to be sold immediately. I mean, you had to have backup on there, right? You know, it varies. <laughs> um, in the last, uh, probably in the business world, in the last 20 years, one of the biggest things for manufacturing was just-in-time manufacturing. Um, that means that you're you're minimizing warehouse space. Uh, warehouses are kind of like a, it's where you hide your mistakes. It's a buffer. Um, you, If everything was being produced exactly for demand, you wouldn't have any warehouses and you'd be saving a ton of money that way, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, across the industry, um, different uh, manufacturers have different philosophies. Um, we, uh, Thermador kind of sits uh, uh, in between. We, we tend to... Uh, we are trying to produce things in time for people, but we're also uh, we realize that sometimes we can't anticipate demand um, perfectly. So we make sure that we have a good supply of parts, a good supply um, at various warehouses. And in normal times, it wouldn't be uncommon to be able to get your you could buy a kitchen one week and get everything within a week or two. Um, 
But uh, over the last year, we've seen that balloon up to um, maybe up to four to five months in some cases to get your full kitchen kitchen done. And um, I, I definitely have some competitors where that's, uh, that's actually gone um, upwards of a year in some cases. Right. Well, I just told you I have a client who just after waiting one year for a refrigerator, she just got it this week. Um, it seems odd. Is there a particular appliance that's more backwater than another? In other words, are there dishwashers that have longer lead times than, say, wall ovens or whatever? You know, it changes every day. And um, so in the kind of the last three months of um, of panic attacks on appliances have been, uh, one, it was a foam shortage for uh, refrigerators. So out of nowhere, all of a sudden, we were going to have all these back orders with refrigeration. Um, thankfully, uh, Thermador wasn't very much hit by that. I think we just had some different suppliers or different supply chain for that. Um, and we weren't, I didn't really see the negative effects from that. Um, recently, the most recent thing has been a uh, microprocessor shortage. So uh, missing uh, microchips and that kind of stuff. And uh, so it's, it literally changes every single day. And the microchips, for example, affects everything. Um, we, uh, it seemed to really affect uh, ranges in the industry or 30 inch, like 30 inch style ranges freestanding ranges and there was a huge shortage on those um but we're slowly recovering from that and so we're just waiting to see what the next one's going to be so what is your suggestion so uh my suggestion would be to uh well first i'd say uh don't uh i wouldn't blame your dealer the dealer's uh doing basically the same thing that you are there they come to us the manufacturers and they're buying the appliances from us we give them an expectation of when we think the product will be there and then um we uh most of the time around these times that expectation ends up not being realistic because oh no microchips are short oh no the foam is short and we end up not hitting those targets so uh it really isn't the dealers who are uh the ones the appliance dealers the ones that are um, you know, making updates, it's, it's manufacturers and we're not making updates. It's just that we, we don't have a a perfect idea of when we're going to get parts, when we're going to get product and we give our best guess. I, I always tell the salespeople that, okay, I'm going to look into my crystal ball to try and find this because it, it really is looking at like looking into that sometimes and it's a best guess. Mm. So I would recommend to someone to, uh, make sure you're, uh, place so if you're just beginning your design process one of the first selections that you should be making is your appliances and um you can always if you think of something that you want to add later on in the process you can always go back to your dealer and say hey i want to add this piece on um the designer's already you know planning that into the kitchen and you will likely wait a little bit longer for that piece but at least the majority of your appliances Will be will be uh, ordered and on the way by the time that you're ready, which would be about you know four to five months down the line of making that selection. Yeah, well, you know, in many, many, many cases, when a kitchen is designed, the first thing I need is the appliance uh, specs. So uh, there's a little hesitancy there because you want to design the kitchen. By the way, cabinets have a long lead time. And so if you don't have the appliances uh, paid for, 
so you know you're getting that particular appliance, then you can, you can design the kitchen based on those particular appliances. The worst thing that can happen is you don't order your appliances or you switch after you've ordered your cabinets, you decide you want to change your mind on your appliances. So mm -hmm. think about this. Get your appliances, pick them out, pay for them, get your spec sheets, give them to your designer so she can go and design your cabinets because in many cases your cabinets are going sometimes six months. So um, you just, there's nothing else you can do. Um, yeah, everything has extended lead yeah, times right don't now. Don't ever think that, well, you know, I just will ignore this. Things will happen for the best. I need my kitchen by this date. Don't put an end date on your remodel because it's not going to happen. And then you get depressed and it's not worth it. You know, my number one recommendation would be to keep the, if you're, if you're doing cabinets or you're doing any kind of remodel in the kitchen is to keep your original appliances. Um, for until you actually have your your new appliances in your home, because right. um, most dealers offer a Holloway service anyways. But I know um, I know uh, a lot of customers will they'll get rid of their appliances as soon as they know like they have a date from the dealer. And as we all know, those dates are not exactly going to be accurate. Yeah. So um, where the real I mean where the real headaches come in for me and for dealers and salespeople is when um, uh, a customer gets rid of their old appliances they they can't uh, they can't cook anything because they don't have any appliances and we we want you to be able to cook on appliances it's just we're we're struggling with all of the logistics and to get things to yeah. uh, you know a lot of times the contractors the will set up a temporary kitchen somewhere in another room or maybe outside. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you want to cook when it's 116 outside, but a microwave you can plug in. I mean, I've set up microwaves and little refrigerators and bathrooms. Uh, unless your refrigerator just decided not to work anymore, um, Jake is right. You know, just hang on to the appliances, have your contractor do a little temporary kitchen. Maybe if your laundry room's big enough, you can put your refrigerator in there or in the garage. Um, but there's a, there's a saying that can apply to everything, including this situation. Hope for the best and plan for the worst. And so when you hope that your kitchen's going to be done on time, um, you know, possibly there's going to be a glitch, so don't get all upset. You're not the only one going through this. Everybody else is, too. And that doesn't make you feel better, but there's really nothing we can do, right? No. Nine times out of ten, there's nothing we can do. Unless you're, unless a customer is is willing to uh, sacrifice the choices that they made, um, because, you know, a lot of dealers, they have some stock, they buy some stock, but it's not necessarily going to be what you wanted. So um, if you are on really a, a tight time frame, just be prepared to compromise on what, um, you, what you originally wanted. Or if it's worth waiting for, just wait for it. I know a lot That's of right. the dealers are probably having their inventory shrink. You know, there's just... Right? It's actually um, ballooned, actually. Oh, so really? um, I don't. Yeah, I don't have a dealer that um, I don't have a dealer that they're they're telling me that their warehouse is packed to the brim, and it's because um, it's because they're end up they're ending up having to hold product for uh, customers. So 
because they're missing one piece and a customer doesn't want to take everything until everything arrives, for example. Right. So uh, that's caused uh, that's caused some issues. They also are doing um, we nobody knows when the next shortage is going to be for like a specific component. So um, they more dealers are buying in uh, bulk or buying a little bit more than they normally would to try and anticipate uh, like a product not being available. So yeah. Um, I want their crystal ball. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, I, I'm the apparently I'm the guy that has it. So, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but we'll all get through this for sure. Jake, you are a plethora of information. This was great, and I hope everybody enjoyed learning about Thermador if they didn't know anything about it or. Um, actually wanting to go see the product, you can go to your local showroom now that they're open, with or without a mask, and you can check all these. Are the new items that you launched available to see in the showrooms? They're they're not in every showroom, but um, you can go to the Thermidor website and you can go to uh, our dealer locator. And you can type in your zip code and it'll show you all the dealers around. And if you're looking to look at a specific product, you can always call the dealer and ask if they have that on display. Um, yeah. The best thing to do is talk to a professional salesperson at an appliance dealership and um, make friends with him. He is your friend for now, especially if you're looking for new appliances. Well, That's as right. I said, Thermador is one of my sponsors for the podcast, and this was a commercial. This was great. I don't usually <clears throat> talk about the product this long, but this is unusual. I love it. Uh, the other sponsor is Monogram Appliances, and they have some wonderful appliances as well. Um, I'll probably be having the area rep on again. He's done a couple of podcasts with me. So if you're interested in Monogram, as in Thermador, you can go onto their website. Thermador's website is thermador.com. Really simple. Go in. They've got a beautiful website. And Monogram is introducing uh, two new collections, the Minimalist and the Statement Collection. And I'm sure if you go into monogram.com, you'll learn all about their products. So this has been really good. I know that uh, not only are the appliances back ordered, but all of the components for cabinetry. Um, I talked to my tile supplier and there have been things like, oh, we can't get clay anymore for our tiles. And so picking out appliances is a challenge as well as every other component for your kitchen. So just hang in there and be patient. Um, just think next year at this time, everything might be going really well. Then again, it may not. So, you know, you have to be positive. Jake, have a great day. I enjoyed this immensely. I hope everybody enjoyed today's show. And be sure to subscribe. And you can listen to these podcasts on the platform that's your favorite. I'm on 28 platforms, including iHeartRadio, so I'm sure you can find me anywhere. If you want to learn more about me, you can go to nancyhugo.com. And if you have any questions for me or for Jake on appliances, don't hesitate to email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. So I want to say one more thing about my other podcast, Hugo Floss. Now, that's a podcast I do weekly with my son, who is actually a computer nerd. And we talk about everything that is not design. So you have your choice or you can listen to both. 
have a great day. Thanks again. We'll do this again sometime in a few months, and we'll talk more about different items. So have a great day, and be safe.